Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love. This Our Mother of the Eucharist production is made possible by you. If you would like to support us by donating, click the Give Online tab at the top of our website, ourmotheroftheeucharist.org. Thank you and God bless you. Welcome to Shades of Blue. All that is good, all that is true, all that is beautiful, all that is holy, all that is pure, all that is virtuous, all that is merry. This is... Out of the Blue, Episode 3, Reaching New Heights with Sister Carista Maria and Sister Mary Claire. Sister Carista Maria, I have something to share with you. Um, about five days ago when we started our, our juice fast, um, it was just, it was coming to me. The reason why I really wanted to do it, remember when I, I asked you about it? I asked, hey, do you want to do it? And you were like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want, to, I want to join you in it. And the reason why I was wanting to do it is not only for health reasons, although health reasons are, are very, you know, very good because you want to serve the Lord. And, but it was more because I was really desiring to really mortify the flesh it's just, Amen. it seems to not be done very much these days, especially in America. We are so uh, flabby spiritually and flabby physically. And and so it was just coming to me that I really would like to, to mortify the senses. And, and I remember, you know, we had watched some of those episodes, I Shouldn't Be Alive, and those like really inspire me because as you see these people in survival mode, um, how several of them reached out to God, you know, it's like everything was taken out of them. I mean, they were just like totally stripped. They had nothing. They They had had nothing except to trust in God because everything else was so taken from them, as you say, yes. Everything was taken from them, and so I was really desiring to just be able to feel what it feels like to be hungry, and mm-hmm. what does it feel like to be weak? What does it feel like to 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 have these these um, inconveniences or sufferings? You know what I found very fitting that we that you came up with this idea on the solemnity of Saint John the Baptist. <laughs> Because that is what he's all about. And he's always inspired me as one who went out into the desert and uh, ate locusts and honey. (laughs) And he was so austere, so mortifying his flesh constantly. And, you know, also it reminds me of the Essenes, those that lived, you know, trying to live with a, in a mortified way of fasting always and, you know, just trying to put aside their natural senses in order to transcend to the supernatural. And that's always so appealed to me. So when you ask me about fasting, of course, I'm, I'm right there with you, you know? <laughs> yeah, what, what were you thinking when I first asked you about it? 
Well, I said, yeah, let's do it. Because you know me, I'm, I'm always wanting to grow in that self-mortification. And to for us to do it together is even all the more an incentive because we can inspire one another. Because I know as well, you know, I want to be attentive to the ways that my body is in need of healing. So I know juicing can help with that, but also... I'm very aware of, through the years, how I've always needed to grow and being attentive to the ways I let food become a focus, even in subtle ways, even in subconscious ways, where I, you know, I realize even all the more, the more I'm fasting, I realize all the more where food has taken such a part of my life that has prevented me from being freer to love God, to pray, to be more surrendered to Him and attentive to Him. Well, you know, I can agree with you on that. I feel the exact same way because I know the the times that I have given in to myself and, ooh, that looks good, ooh, I'm going to taste that, you know. The times that I haven't, you know, really mortified my senses mm-hmm. were the times that I was the least happy, really. It was like they satisfy you for a certain moment, a certain time, and then it's gone, you know, and what I feel is that we're living now in a culture that has a love hunger. Yes, definitely. You know, a lot of people turn to food because they're hurting. There are people that are hurting. They turn to different addictions, and food is one of them. And you know that I've even noticed with myself, even even if it's not a major food addiction or love hunger, it still is to a degree, even like if I'm feeling dry in prayer or in my spiritual life or, or whatever it is, how, you know, I can turn to the food, even in subtle, like I said, subtle or subconscious ways, there's always more. There's hmm. always more we can do to go to a different level of surrendering to God. I don't know if that sounds too... Oh, no. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, as it, you... Oh, I mean, I want to just say it, not that it means you can't ever enjoy, like, food or or having a feast <laughs> or, or something like right, that. Right, But at the same time... There's you know, a time and a place. And we're all called to different things, and there are different seasons in our lives. Some seasons we may feel called to give ourselves permission to enjoy food, especially if we have have anorexia or something, you know what I mean? You have to discern God's calling and and our motive in it. Right. It's all about motive, right? Yes. All about motive. You know, it reminds me, I remember uh, speaking with one of my relatives one time about sacrifice. And after I spoke to her about sacrifice, she said, wow, I have never heard that before. I never really knew the meaning of what sacrifice meant wow. until you just described that to me. Wow. And I thought to myself, whoa, we are living in a day and age mm-hmm. that doesn't even yes. know what it means to sacrifice yeah. and what sacrifice means. And where does that take you? It takes me to the cross. Yeah. And that's where uh, I actually was talking to her about that, you know, that Jesus paid the the price um that he had the biggest sacrifice ever on the cross and um it shows that we're living in a culture that is not even reflecting on the sacrifice of christ and therefore we're not understanding the sacrifice of the mass even Mm -hmm. yes so i mean all this is tied in and i mean when you say that it's true, especially in our country. As as you mentioned, I mean, we are so flabby in our, yeah. well, in literally, you know, because, you know, we're probably the fattest country in the world, but <laughs> right. also because we have so many luxuries and so many comforts. Oh, yeah. And right. it's like we just do not even know. Some other countries, they have more of that that mortification, you know, part of them that that does sacrifice, and it's just a daily part of their lives. But for us, so often, it's like couch potato, 
It's like we have a, a little thing to turn the TV on and off as we sit on this plush couch or lie on the plush couch, and we order pizza. And, you know, it's, it's also come handed to us. All right. And, you know, the sad thing about it is it's the statistics show that in America we have the highest ratings of suicide. Uh, I mean, we have everything that is so handed to us, given to us. We have a lot of luxuries, and yet it's not satisfying us. We're not happy, and more and more sadness is coming upon us, especially because so many are on social media all the time, and it becomes quite the addiction, and it's like there's no communication. And so, yeah. Yeah, you know, and when I'm reminded of when I first entered religious life in 1990 uh, with the TORs, Franciscan Sisters TOR, and I just loved that when I went there because I I felt called to radical poverty, kind of like Mother Teresa for spiritual works. When I got there, they handed me this basin, and I I had brought my sleeping bag, and I had to sleep up in an attic with 10 other women and sleeping bags, and we had a basin to wash out of. Mm. We could shower twice a week. And um, I just was very excited about that because I was having come from such comfort and luxury, and I was craving Mm. um, asceticism. I was craving something that would uh, wean me of the luxuries of this life to help me to grow in my spiritual life, to um, move forward in transcending to the supernatural. You know, as you're saying this, Sister Krista Maria, what comes to me is it's so natural. Uh, The way way God has created us with with, uh, fasting and so forth, because in the scriptures it's, it's so natural that when people deprive themselves of food and so forth, then they're going to think more of the higher more of, of God, more of the things of the supernatural right. rather than the banal of this earth because the earth weighs us down and um, all this food really weighs us down as well. And it's even been tested. There are tests. I have a picture that maybe I can try to post with this podcast, but it just shows different people. Um, when you eat you know, real heavy foods and everything, you have less of the transcending ability right and then and as you go down to fasting or eating more lightly eating fruits and vegetables and all that then you're able to transcend and connect uh, with the spiritual life and that's why so many people and certainly i'm not encouraging new age in fact not encouraging it but that's why so many people are being drawn to fast that are in Hinduism, Buddhism, or right. or different forms of spirituality, and they have gotten that, and and so many of us as Catholics have not gotten it. Right. And Mary is so reportedly encouraging us today to fast. Yes. The Church has encouraged us to fast. So many of the saints have fasted because they had discovered this. Right, and and as you were saying this, <laughs> it just stirred. In my mind here, all of a sudden, I remembered my my older brother calling me up out of the blue. No pun intended. Here is the name of our podcast (laughs) is Out of the Blue. But my brother called me out of the blue, and he he says, God is so smart. And I was like, I would think I was in shock because he's never said that before. And um, he goes, God is smart. And I said, yes, he is. He says, no, no, you don't understand. He said, I decided three days ago to go on this water fast, he said, because I wanted to, um, I read about it, how it can reboot your system and so forth, and and I wanted to give it a try. So he said, I gave it a try, and he said about on the second or third day, I can't remember which day it was, Mm -hmm. he said all of a sudden he started like thinking of God more. He had more of an awareness of God. And um, he said, he's so smart, he says, you know, it's funny, I, I would have thought, you know, in the past that this fasting was just, oh, you know, that's just, uh, you know, people that are just wanting to, uh, you know, it's just a spiritual thing. And, they're, and he says, but I just realized that God is so smart because he knew that when we would 
reach this this level of you know depriving ourselves in this way that he had some special graces for us mm-hmm. special gifts of understanding mm-hmm. and understanding him and understanding who we are Yes, but it slows us down, doesn't it? It brings us like when we are able to sacrifice in this way, make mortifications in this way. It slows us down so that we can really uh, reach out to the supernatural. See, yes. it seems like it's so easy for us nowadays. You know, people are right. uh, reaching out in the wrong ways. You know, right. uh, but they—it's like they're reaching out. It's easy for them to believe in the demonic, but it's hard for them to believe in the supernatural of, of God Almighty, mm-hmm. you know? And so... They're searching for something more, but just missing the mark. Right. Whether it's fast food, whether it's donuts, whether it's ice cream, whether it's <laughs> sexual impurities, right? Um, all of the above. But like you said, I think when we eat like a heavy meal of fried chicken, french fries, and a lot of greasy foods and right. processed foods, this gets into our cells. Right. And, and there's such a connection with our cells yeah. and our ability to pray. Right. And I think you and I are experiencing that. Well, we do, since because we have been eating more, a lot more raw foods. and Because we're body and, and soul composite. And you and I have both you know? been experiencing a lot more grace yeah. and prayer. So, yeah, right. and I think that's why I'm so drawn to Francis, who is... You know, we're Franciscan in our spirituality and, and St. Clair. St. Clair, um, the poor Claire's and her, as, as you are Sister Mary Claire, as, as she is your patron in a way. Um, I love St. Clair because she was so, she loved fasting. Now, whether she did it more than she needed to, you know, that's, <laughs> that's between her and God to know that. Right. But, and Francis as well, it's like, they were so detached from, you know, the pleasures of the body, the taste and all that. They had so transcended. And they were in that mode of trying to remain a living sacrifice for right. love of God, a living sacrifice for love of God. I'm living for God. I'm doing all to be united with God, all for God's greater glory and the salvation of souls. You know, I think for all of us, if we examine ourselves to ask, okay, am I am I getting weighed down mm. by the luxuries of this life or the comforts of this life, the comfort foods or this or that? Or am I really trying to move forward in that spiritual communion with God? Because our bodies, our spirits, our souls, our psychological makeup, our sexuality, we're all one. Right. <laughs> we're all connected and everything needs to be rightly ordered and growing in right order. And if it's not, if there's something out of order within any of that, whether sexual impurity or food addiction or alcohol addiction, whatever it is, it's going to halt us from the spiritual. Right. You know, you just reminded me, I want you to tell that story about the... uh the, the heavy woman that was heading towards oh, the ice right, cream shop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it just reminded me of that. Right. Well, she, um, this, this woman, this is a true story. She was really wanting to grow, to lose weight. <laughs> and she wasn't in the spiritual realm as much, I guess, but no matter whether you are or not, it, it'll help you there. But, um, so she really wanted to lose weight and she was addicted to ice cream and donuts and all that stuff. So, she was becoming aware of, of listening to her deeper heart of, you know, when she felt this hunger pain for this gallon of ice cream or donuts, she started to recognize, I need to be aware of what I'm really longing for. I need to go within my deeper heart and ask myself, what is it that I'm really desiring, that I'm escaping in this false thing that's not going to fulfill me? This is a deception. So anyway, she's driving one day, and she's passing by a supermarket, and all of a sudden, this urge to have some ice cream stirs in her. So she she drives into the parking lot, and before going in, she's aware of wanting to be attentive to this, you know, this habit that she, of addiction. And so she asks herself, what is it that you're really longing for? What are you desiring right now? What's stirring in your heart? 
And as she was attentive, she was able to open her heart. She was realizing that she was desiring intimacy. She was desiring love. And, and she went there. And I don't, I think she, she did invite God in. I think it was, but she was able to open to what she was really desiring. And that was right order. Wow. Rather, rather than continuing to fall into this disorder. Yeah, I, I, I love that story. I yeah. just, I love it because it is so key for all of us. And I know that um, I have found myself doing the same thing, you know, in the past where I'd be like, do I really need that? You know, it's like I, all of a sudden I, you know, I, I see something and I go, ooh, that looks so good. You know, right, and right. then I, and then I ask myself the question, so, how is this going to help you, uh, Sister Mary Claire? How is this going to help you? And and then I ask myself, um, what is it that I I really am am longing for? Am I just longing to be sated right now, you know, with this delicious food here, mm-hmm. you know, or or what, you know? And and like you said, it's not. It doesn't mean that we can't enjoy food mm-hmm. because, I mean. We have to be grateful for everything that God gives to us and that God sends to us, which reminds me of uh, something that a friend of mine sent me, this little video. And in that video, it talks about how this person went to ha- had a dream they went to heaven. And as they went to heaven, mm. they saw all these angels in this, this, like a department, you know, and they were really, really, really busy. And she said, what is this about? And they said... This is, we're working on all the petitions that everyone has sent up to us. So we're sorting them out and we're getting all these petitions, you know, put together. She says, wow, you're so busy. And then she goes to another spot. There's all these angels again in that spot. What are you doing? She says, and they're saying, we're so busy here as well. You know, all the people that are, you know, have suffered and have pain and all, and that they've been asking for prayers as you know, and help and healing. Um, we're sorting that out as well. And many people are being healed. She said, oh, that's wonderful. So then she goes to another part of heaven and there's this one angel and it's this one little room. And she says, excuse me, why is there just one angel in here? What's going on? And the one angel looks sad and he said, well, because this is the place of acknowledgement and thanksgiving and no one is really acknowledging the Lord and giving thanks for what they have. And she says, oh my goodness. She says, how do we do that? And the angel told her, simply say, thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. And so that really struck me because I said, you know, many times I know that I am grateful to the Lord for many things, but I know that it's always something that I can grow in. Mm -hmm. I know that it's something that I can grow in. And God is calling us all to have that gratitude. It makes him sad when we don't have that gratitude. And I think of the 10 lepers. That's the the perfect story in the scriptures where you have all these lepers that are being healed by the Lord, completely healed. And only one leper went back to thank the Lord. Only one. You know, and I think um, as we're sharing... What I'm reminded of is St. Ignatius of Loyola and his, his spiritual exercises where, like the 30-day retreat and everything, he always begins with the joyful, the birth of Christ, the incarnation and all that. He, before he draws people into the crucifixion mm-hmm. and the suffering and all, and he says he does this because people need to know God's love before they go to that point of surrendering, you know, of letting go, sacrificing themselves. And, and I think that's always such an important balance that we not just start doing these mortifications and everything on their own without first and foremost knowing that the whole reason for it is to draw us deeper in this love relationship, that God is so in love with us. That's so important that Right. That as key. we're fasting or even during Lent, when I, when I enter into Lent, the thing that allows me to love Lent is because I'm becoming more aware of the profound 
and passionate and all-consuming love that God has for me. It's not primarily me just seeing a cross and saying, I need to do penance, I need to quit eating this, I need to deny myself, all that. (laughs) It's primarily because when we deny ourselves, when we dispose ourselves, surrender things that we hold on to or addictions, then it's making room for more of his love. And that so much has to go hand in hand. Right. We identify more with the master. We identify more with Christ, you know, when we do that. And thank you for sharing that. That is so important and that is key that we would really like to share with everyone that it's all about love. And another thing is we are living in a love-deprived world, it seems oh, like, yes, you know, yes. and people not realizing how much God really loves them and how Jesus desires us to just sit with him in our pain. And he He desires for us to just sit there and absorb his divine love mm-hmm. for each and every one of us. And I remember one time when a priest told me that, he said, uh, This was several years ago. I was going through a cross, and he said, Sister, it would really be good for you just to sit before our Eucharistic Lord and just allow Him to love you. Mm. Just allow Him to love you. How many times do we hear that? Not very often. Just allow Him to love you. And if, if we think about it, we can have so many things that fill us that we have no room for His love. Like we say, love, hunger, love, hunger, yeah. and yet we're seeking to have it filled with all these other things, and so there's no room for his love. I even read recently something that really touched me of Venerable Louisa Picaretta, our Lord speaking to her because she was complaining because he had distanced himself from her, and she felt very dry. She didn't sense his presence with her and his consolation. And he said, well, but it it is because you're already have been filled up as much as you can be with me. I need to allow you to get more capacity for me to come in more, my love to come in more. So, so that made it into a positive. It's like Mm. she had to realize that that was allowing her to be emptied emptied of anything that was preventing Jesus from filling her more. Well, you just reminded me of an image that Mother Angelica shared with us, um, talking about the capacity, because she, she was speaking of when she, when she wrote her book on the healing power of suffering, that was part of it, was she explained that when you're going through that suffering, the Lord is really expanding your vessel right. in order that he can fill it with himself yes, and with his love. It probably has something to do with that, the wineskins too, right? That scripture. Oh, the bursting of the wineskins. <laughs> the bursting of the wineskins. Right. That you can't, wine. you can't put new wine, into which is God's love of his Holy Spirit, into old wineskins because it'll burst. Wow. Yeah. But you have to put it into new wineskins so it can stretch and, and receive still more. Yeah, and it hurts to stretch, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like it hurts the, the, the trees and the plants when you, mm-hmm. when you prune mm-hmm. them. And that's, that's what God is doing to us always. It's to bear more fruit. Yes. He prunes us to bear more fruit. Yes. And, um, I think I'm reminded of St. Francis, how he wedded to Lady Poverty, because poverty is so connected with fasting and all of that. Because all of it is helping you to transcend the natural senses. Right, right. And um, so Francis was wedded to Lady Poverty. And poverty is not just the physical, material things. But yeah, certainly it's so important to try to have our surroundings um, not be so fluff and luxurious that they take us from the spiritual realm. I even think of Christ coming to Bethlehem this poor cave, and the poverty of Christ. So Francis so desired poverty, but it it goes so much deeper than than the external because it's a poverty of spirit 
It's an emptying of ourselves to recognize our nothingness without God mm. because we cannot invite him in. And that's that whole capacity. We can't invite him in unless we're aware of that nothingness and that need for him. Amen. And, and, and there's something that I would like to ask you, Krista Maria, when you're uh, in your poverty and, and so forth before our Eucharistic Lord, and you're praying before him, if you don't mind sharing a little bit how you hear him and how he speaks to you. How does how does Jesus speak to you to your heart? Well, I think I think it's always different because he, you know, we're in different seasons in our spiritual life at different times. And sometimes as with Venerable Louisa, um, we're being we don't have consolation at times, and sometimes we do have consolation. But I think beyond any of that, what our Lord has been leading me to is faith. Faith in Him, trust in Him. And so He has been leading me to go beyond even the consolation of sensing His presence or feeling His presence to know that He's there, no matter whether I'm feeling it or not, and just be in this relationship with Him. So it's really about heart to heart. It's about, right. here, here I am, Lord. It's about my fiat, my surrendering my heart and saying, Lord, this is what's in my heart. It's about exposing my heart and sharing him. Even if it were, say something about, man, I am really hungry right now, Lord. And I, <laughs> and I would like something, you know. <laughs> to eat that really tastes good. Not that in itself it has to be bad, but I haven't had that stirring in a while. But um, but whatever it is, whether it's even a struggle that's going on right now, I'm bringing it to Him and I'm being in relationship with Him and He's being with me in it. Sometimes I, I sense Him responding. Sometimes I end up journaling and just open my heart to His response and sometimes it's really just, uh, most of the time, it's like me just basting mm. in his presence and his love. It. Like like we've heard before, I look at him and he looks, looks at, me. at me. And it's like being in the sun, sun tanning, <laughs> tan, right. you know, just um, being open to the rays of the sun of God and his graces and, and just being transformed as I'm here in his presence, you know. I remember one sister uh, asking uh, or talking to Mother Angelica, and she says, she says, but Mother, I feel so cold uh, sometimes in adoration, and I don't feel the presence of the Lord. And Mother just looked at her very sweetly, and she said, but remember, even ice melts before the sun. <laughs> That's exactly right. Ice melts before the sun. And so much happens. I think the key is persevering in daily prayer, whether we feel anything or not because yes. because that's a sign that we are being wooed deeper and that we are being invited to surrender still more and to be living sacrifices sacrificing even the desire to be consoled or to feel his presence for love of him it's loving him sacrificially like he loves us Right. And the reason why I asked you that question, too, is because um, one of my uh, friends just recently asked that question. And mm. she says, she says, um, when I go to adoration and I, I, you know, sit before the Lord, I speak to the Lord, you know, how how do I know what he's saying back to me? Or, you know, how, do, how does he speak to me? How can I hear him? How can I listen to him? Mm. And um, have a listening heart, huh? How to have, have a listening a, heart? Have a, yeah, how to have a listening heart. And so, I would just like to say to to that person that the Lord does speak to us in so many ways. He speaks to us um, just walking outside and seeing the mm. sunrise mm. and the sunset. He speaks to us through friends. He speaks through us through His Word and the Scriptures. He speaks through, to us through the teachings of the church. He speaks to us in so many ways. He speaks to you, my friend, to your heart, directly to your heart. And that's where the Lord wants to go. And he desires so much for you to believe 
the truths of his love for you. Mm. That's the main thing. This is where many of us will receive healing is when we sit before our Eucharistic Lord and remain that ice that melts, <laughs> but sit with him in our pain, sit with him in our loneliness, sit with him in whatever is stirring in our hearts and be raw and real with him. Mm. We will hear him speak to the depths of our being. He will speak truths to us. Many times we find our, find our identity in what others think about us instead of what God is thinking about us. And so he desires for us to spend that time with him so he can speak directly to our hearts in that way. And yes, we can hear him. And I, I have to add this because it's so stirring in my heart. Okay. Because this, this just brings prayer to such a different level, a higher level with Mary, with Mary, because Mary has been my answer, my claim to any, any graces in prayer, because praying the rosary, even though when I began, it was just persevering and praying it and not feeling anything, you know, Mary through the years and the church, our Holy Father, John Paul II, is saying, Pray the rosary. He's telling all of us, pray the rosary. This appeal of mine must not go unheard because he knows the power of the rosary. And when I started praying the rosary, all three sets of the rosary a day, I started experiencing graces as never before. And now, now all four rosaries that we pray each day, you and I, there is such a grace that comes with that that we don't even know often. And the, the key is praying the rosary from the heart. The key is encountering Jesus, encountering Mary, and encountering the Trinity. As we're praying the rosary with our hearts exposed, that will bring us to a new level of hearing God. I totally agree with you. Um, <laughs> and what was coming to my mind as you were saying that is who we are. We're missionaries of our mother of the Eucharist. And, <laughs> and that's why. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> so Mary is key in our lives and key in all of our lives. And more and more, uh, Sister Krista Marie and I would love to just, just share that with all of you out there, that you have a mother that is madly in love with you and who desires to nourish you, nurture you, and draw her at, draw you ever closer to the sacred heart of her son. So many people sometimes are just too afraid, you know, to even feel like they can go in the presence of our Lord. But Mary is there saying, oh, no, go, go to my son. Do whatever he tells you. Yes. And I'm, I'm reminded of that scene in The Passion of Christ where St. Peter had denied Jesus three times and how he wept and he was meeting Mary on the way out and he knelt down on his knees and Mary with such love is looking at him and she wants to mm -hmm. caress him and he's like, don't touch me, mother, don't touch me. I'm not worthy, I'm not mm -hmm. worthy. I, I deny the Lord and Mary was just still reaching out to him mm -hmm. and desiring to love him and say, it's okay, my son. You, you fell in a moment of, of weakness, mm -hmm. but you can just come right back on in. You know, don't despair as Judas did, but come yeah. back. And then I know you and I both in our, in our fasting mode and our juicing and, you know, just trying to eat healthier, we do it in Mary's heart, and we yes. ask her to guide us and take us by the hand. And as we're talking about this, you know, eating and fasting and, and being a living sacrifice, one of the prayers that comes to me that, that has helped me even is divine will, eat in my eating, yes. chew in my chewing. Yes. Because cause it's all about living the divine will in the present moment. And so when I've done that, you know, it helps me to say, okay, is this really in God's will that I'm eating this? Or is it my uh, spontaneous inspiration outside of God's will? Is it an urgent desire for something that God's not been brought into? So you anything know, I you, eat, yeah. As you say this, you know, it's so important for us to know that 
food does tie into our spirituality in yes, the sense yes. it does. Everything does. Right. Because like St. Paul says, give thanks to God in everything, you know. Right. And it plays such a key part because I've noticed in the past, as I said before, when I or when other people that I know have begun to say eat more than they should or gorge themselves, mm-hmm, you know, and, mm-hmm. and not even think twice about it. I notice a change in the spiritual life. I notice mm-hmm. a sluggishness. I notice a more selfishness. I notice more, a lot of things, you know? Yeah, you know, and I'm, I'm reminded of this comedian once, because, you know, think about it. We say grace before meal, or we are supposed to, you know, it's good to say grace before meal. Sometimes I I haven't even said grace at times when I just start eating or something. I have to catch myself. But are we saying grace from the heart is it an integrated prayer it's like because i've heard this um comedian joking one time and he said we as christians will will have our dr pepper and our cheetos and we'll say lord bless (laughs) this food may it nourish me or something like that and he it was a joke because like that's not a nourishing those aren't nourishing foods so it's like are we integrated in our prayer or we not to say you can't have treats here or there, but try to be discerning. But it's so important, like when we say grace at the beginning of meal, to really invite God to be with us, just like Revelation 3, um, 20 yeah. says. Instead of doing it mechanically. Yeah, 3.20. Revelation 3.20 even says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He who opens the door, I will come in and dine with him <laughs> and he with me. So Jesus wants to be dining with us. You know, well, even when there we're you eating. Go. Divine will, eating my eating. Eating yeah. my eating. So it's like so. chewing my chewing. Yeah. And actually, our Lord wants to be with us in it. Our mother wants to be with us in it. Just think if we did that. Just think if we would say, divine will, drink of my drinking, there would be no alcoholics. <laughs> <laughs> if we were really doing it from right. surrendering our human will. And I think that's the key when we say grace. Right. We're really inviting God in and we're asking for discernment. What are you calling me to eat? Am I being attentive to that my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? And am I trying to feed myself things that will really nourish me and help me to be your servant? Okay, something came to me as you're saying <laughs> that. This is very key too, because what would you do or what would you say to the people out there who you know have everyday jobs and so forth yeah. and they're driving oh, right. back and forth and they see all these fast food restaurants oh everywhere yeah. and there's so many billboards you know saying are you hungry or whatever you know and showing this big fat juicy burger you know and yeah. and so many different things out there that are like bombarding us in so many different ways mm. i mean what would you have to say to that well first of all i'd say you know john paul II's theology of the body is about that integration of our humanity, our human and spiritual, and all of, all of that. And it's really about being attentive to everything we do, not having this lack of integration, not eating here and then going to Mass here. <laughs> Let everything be with God with us and discerning God's will in it. And so, first of all, having a daily prayer life is important. And surrendering every aspect of our life to God, including our diet, including what we're going to eat during the day, invite Him to inspire us. Invite Mary, entrust it to Mary as we're consecrated to her, and ask them to inspire us in every aspect of our lives. Invite them to be Lord, and then and then be attentive there. I think people have a hard time believing that God really does want to eat in our eating. I mean, I think they have a hard time believing, and they think, oh, that's silly, you know. But God wants to be with us in everything that we do. Right. And the more that we invite Him in, the more that we allow Him, the easier it becomes for us to just be so united with Him. It becomes just a daily routine in a sense of just being in the presence of God, practicing the presence of God. Yeah. And I think that's so important. And I think we miss out on that every day. I remember one time again, Mother Angelica, I quote her again, wise woman. Um, she said, you know, even 
God wants to be with us in brushing our teeth, (laughs) brushing our hair, brushing our teeth, you know, everything that we do. She goes, I want to, you know, when I go tie my shoe, you know, everything. And in the world, that is so foreign to us. We have just totally kept God out and put everything in except for God, you know, and we haven't had that kind of relationship with him. And that's what he desires. And that goes back to my question about when I said, what do you tell people when they're driving by these fast food restaurants? Well, and, going, and I would say this as well. You know, there are times when we do need to eat at a fast food restaurant, but to try to be discerning of what is a healthier choice. Right. And, and to be right. attentive to trying to make things at home that would be healthier for when we're out at work or something, or just be discerning in that way. And I know it's such a battle today because almost every supermarket you go into, there is so much processed food, so much junk food, especially a family that has a lot of kids. It's like, and doesn't have a lot of money. Right. It's like, what do you do? do? What do you do? How do you feed them healthy? And I say, eat the wheat. No, (laughs) no, no. But I say eat eat more vegetables, eat more fruits and vegetables. I say eat the weeds in a joking way, but we're actually trying to learn what weeds are edible and healthy because they're even supposed to be healthier than organic lettuce that you buy at the store. (laughs) But I think it's important that you study. There are actually some really good blogs out there of parents that and mothers who feed their children really healthy and they can teach you how to have an economical way of of doing it. Right. I think I think that really is important. I mean, we need to know these things. I mean, look, we have Google right there or people Google all the time. Let's see, let's find out about this, let's find about about that. And I think that is important what you just said to have something that they can go to to teach the children, right, to teach right. the family uh, on an economical level because um, they would much rather, okay, let's just go through drive through and spend $5 and whatever on this hamburger fry and everything else when we could have used that $5 for some definitely hmm. good and, and, and healthier food because our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the way we treat our bodies we're treating our Lord. Yeah. And you know, I, I always have this kind of drawing to talk to people who lived many, many years before us, like our great-grandparents, because so many of them, they would just go in their backyard <laughs> and pick their salad, especially right. during the Depression and different things. They knew what edible things. and didn't have refrigerators a lot of times. What did they do? Yeah. But there's so... I, I have such a longing to go back to nature and right. simplicity. Yeah, I remember my grandfather's garden. Had a wonderful Yeah, my grandfather beautiful did too. garden. Right. And so much food in abundance. Yes. Yes. And so I think that's, you know, we're we're really becoming a a cement society. <laughs> right, right. But there's a lot of good videos online that can teach someone even there to grow herbs and sprout things even in your kitchen. That would just add nutrition that you wouldn't even have to buy vitamins if you eat these healthy things that will have the vitamins in it. Right. And I just want to share with all of you out there who are listening to Sister Carista Maria and myself, Sister Mary Claire, um, I would just like to, to share with you that the reason why we're having this podcast on the fasting and the food and so forth is because we are desiring for each and every one of us to know that yes we are body and soul composite that what we do to our bodies does affect us it does affect our hearts it does affect us spiritually as well and so it's just been really deep on both of our hearts right sister yes to share what we have learned over the many many years that we have been processing all of this as well I mean, you can see someone who just eats a lot of fast foods and everything, they can be in a more comatose mode when you're relating with them. Starchy vegetables. I mean, starchy foods, yeah. Then, well, just, you know, processed or fast food and all that. 
you know, they can be much more in a comatose mode of not being able to be as present to you. Right. And not being able to be as present to God. And that's why so many wow. just go to the TV or to watch movies and different things because your your body's so weighed down, you don't really feel like doing anything else. Right. That's where we get the word couch potato, right? <laughs> <laughs> because we do feel weighed down. Uh-huh. And so God desires to raise us up. He desires to help us to transcend the natural to the supernatural. And so, brothers and sisters, we invite you all into this. You know, and just in closing, I would say one of my favorite scriptures, I have many, is Jesus is at the well, the woman at the well. You know, he's he's with the woman. And afterwards, his apostles had gone to get something to eat. And they come back and they say, Lord, you need to eat something. (laughs) And and Jesus says, my food is to to do the will of the the one who sent me. And so yes. that that always is so key. It's like that is meant to be our food, to do the divine will, the divine will of God, and to let that be our primary food. And, and as we're inspired in his divine will to eat and what to eat, then we eat. Right, right. Have it in that order. That is right order. Right, because on special solemnities, you and I, we... We have a little special something. Right we, right. we have something sometimes sweet, but it's made with stevia and it's made or, with more or natural. honey or um, honey. Yeah. yeah and so molasses. Right, right. And because sugar really is just not, not processed sugar. Yeah. yeah processed sugar is really bad. So whole anyway, food, at least whole foods, you know, we would encourage that for people to try to do that and also organic as able without pesticides. Right. So here we go. You know, somebody told me one time with the word fast and feast, there's only one letter missing and that's the E for eating. (laughs) So it's like, so you take the E out, you fast. Okay. And then there's other times that you feast and it makes us more grateful to God. And even when you're feasting, yeah, yeah. And when you're feasting, feast with God Yes, and for God. Right. For his greater glory. Right. Because he wants us to enjoy I remember St. Francis, his brothers were feasting for Easter one time. Yeah. And he saw that they were feasting like overly. I think they were probably (laughs) getting gluttonous. And he reprimanded them. He said, you do not do that. You know, he just really let them, told them. Yeah, because they they were going to the extremes, right? Exactly. Yeah, and that's so easy to do. Yeah. You don't, you don't. You don't allow yourself to be gluttonous for for Fat Tuesday, or oh, for or for wow. Christmas, or for Easter. I used to let myself be for sure. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, and other times. Right. <laughs> what a, that's another story in itself. That we, that's another podcast. Let's talk about Fat Tuesday and Ash Wednesday. <laughs> another another day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you all for joining us. We pray for you. God bless you all, and thank you for listening to Out of the Blue by M-O-M-E. This Our Mother of the Eucharist production is made possible by you. If you would like to support us by donating, click the Give Online tab at the top of our website, ourmotheroftheeucharist.org. Thank you, and God bless you.